good morning, everybody. This is Lowell Whiteman, your host of 360 Performance on Friday, streaming to you on KUHSDenver.com. Give me a couple of seconds while I uh, kind of make some changes here um, on some of the systems. Um, let's take a look at uh, Do Not Disturb. <laughs> there we go. Get the show squared away. Good morning, everybody. It's a great day in Colorado. We've had some wonderful weather in the last few days for opening day all across the country for Major League Baseball. It's a good sign. Um, for those of you who were listening uh, just a minute ago, you were listening to uh, Tony Allen, Night Owl, and then there's the Friends of uh, Distinction grazing in the grass here at KUHS Denver, streaming always the greatest rhythms and tunes and, and just good beats to get you excited about things. And that is a lead-in to today's show. Because today's show is about rhythm and pace. And that success comes to you when you feel it. You get, you get a good feeling. You get a good rhythm and pace. Um, our mindset moment for this week uh, captures those, those thoughts in the quote, success comes before work only in the dictionary. So that's from an anonymous source, but I think that's a great way to think about just your, your daily rhythm and pace. You know, think about working at it, putting yourself out there, and giving yourself a chance to deliver um, what is important for you in a methodical process for yourself. Um, once again, welcome to the show today. We're going to talk a little bit about, a lot about all kinds of sports, actually, but the essence of that is to discover insights on performance as it's influenced by music, tone, pace, syncopation, thinking of all the, the things that uh, go into that. In saying that, let me make sure that we remember that yesterday was the opening day for Major League Baseball. Today is day two of the season, and for our Rockies, they started off with a win and beating the uh, LA Dodgers 5-8, to eight. and the home team being the second number on the score, 5-8. to eight. First time in a long time in my memory, that the Rockies were actually at home for opening day, which is a great thing uh, because we had weather to back it up, blue skies, sunshine, great temperatures, well above freezing. And that was our uh, our success for yesterday was for Major League Baseball was that. We had a number of, of things going on throughout this week, one of which, you know, I, I, I hesitate to call it a sad note. In Boulder, Colorado, they honored Eric Talley with his funeral, his uh, final goodbyes to family and friends, which was a testament to community, family, and heroism. Eric put himself out there as he did in the community in that one fateful day for him. What really struck me was the stories that were told by his colleagues and brothers and sisters in blue about his behavior amongst them during training sessions, during calls, calls in the community where he would go out and be the first one there to deliver his work to generate the success and in a pace rhythm that was unique to uh, Eric Talley, but not so unique that it was just held with him because his example was shown through his kids when the story of his sergeant who had to go out with captain of the Boulder Police Department 
and the chief to tell the family what was going on. And in that visit, as his own example was shadowed by his kids, they got on the phone. Hearing the, no the news that they heard about their dad, got on the phone and started telling their family what was going on. They took a leadership role selflessly, thinking about others before they thought of themselves. That is an example of working hard to deliver success that's memorable. So honoring Eric Talley and his work a body of work in his life, life's example. So we're gonna talk about pacing yourself and thinking about that pace as it relates to the work you do to deliver the prescribed results that you want for yourself. Well, the Rockies did their thing this week, but there was also some other activity in other sports. NCAA basketball, obviously, we're coming to the Final Four this weekend and then the championship game on Monday. Got some great games coming up, but before we talk too much about that, let's talk about the All-Americans, the basketball All-Americans. One of my favorites, Luca Garza. Big Ten was well represented, as was the Zags, who were in the Final Four. Two Zag teammates were recognized as All-Americans and their effort and their talent. And the, and the Big Ten ballers through the uh, pace and, and rhythm of uh, Luca Garza and Ayo uh, de Sunumu, those two players represent the Big Ten well, as did Kispert and Timmy from the Gonzaga team. Uh, they're, still, they're still playing. They may actually succeed at showing all of us an undefeated season right to the end, right to the championship game. They, uh, they go against a formidable opponent coming up this weekend, Saturday, with uh, UCLA. Before we get to talking too much about that, one of my coaching idols, you know, he turns, he's gonna turn 71 in August. He is 70, but he's leaving on, on his terms. Ray, Coach Ray is, is gonna be, it's just great to see it happen, but I have to look at his career, and then, then looking at his career, based on his final days, he's truly leaning on his terms. He pushed his team as he does in his coaching techniques to do their best, but to think about each other as they do that. The success was about process and finding that rhythm and pace amongst the team that uh, it was a signature for University of North Carolina that was always there with Coach Ray. Um, but one of the things that's been changing over the years which, you know, he adapted and adjusted as all coaches do, but he adapted with a panache, a skill that was unique to him. Recruiting and retention of recruits was, well, not was, is taking a lot of energy out of coaches, no matter what age you are. With the ability of a, a college ball player being able to go into the NBA at a fairly young age, Phil Jackson would say, you know, he, he has enough to do at the pro level when a 19-year-old, could come into the pro ranks. Courages, knowledge, players know that if they are good as a freshman, they could wind up in the NBA as a South, the equivalency of a sophomore in college, or 19 or 20 years old. Those are young guys. They don't have all the experience, the socialization that is necessary to play at that level. Well, that takes energy as a coach to send that message. Hey, you're a talented physical athlete, but you need some maturity. You need some formal education. Not all players will take that advice and heed it from their head coach. And Coach Ray um, was one of those that wanted to see Calipari at Kentucky does the same thing. He's had a, a constant flow of players leaving early and not being retained at the college level. But that being said, I have a question for Coach. Will he continue to support North Carolina? Or will he come back to the Mountain States, which he's very familiar with? He's got family and friends back here. And just kind of chill. Or maybe he'll do both. Going back and forth between Supporting North Carolina as a coaching alum, great contributor to the many records and championships that have been brought to North Carolina because of Coach. Well, my hat is tipped to Coach in the 
excellent work that he's done. It gives me encouragement, motivation through his rhythm, his, his movement up and down the sidelines, his encouragement through his actions to his teammates and his coaches that maybe it's not all said and done yet. I got some left in the tank to go out there and continue to coach. And I wish Coach the best in his pursuits going forward. As I say that, I want to emphasize that in our segments, we talk about mindset and managing the emotional balance in creating our mindset as we start every day. And in, in today's theme with pace and rhythm, I want to emphasize that when you listen to things, when you see movement, that's also part of the listening process. It's not just what you hear, it's what you see. So when you watch movement and you see rhythm and pace of the, the sport you're coaching or the sport you're participating in, make sure you're seeing and listening to the pace that's in front of you. There are, de there are definite and distinctive patterns of that movement that are directly associated with excellence. So be aware of that. We'll talk more about that in just a second. Now, as I, as I say that, I want to make sure that Coach, he's, he's going to be one of the foundational leverages for today's show. Because in his coaching mindset and the, the things he expected from his player were clearly stated in his expectations as a coach. To his coaches, which they then reinforced to the players, to the community, to the administration and the fans so that everybody knew accountability. The best place to see that happen was when North Carolina would go up against Duke. Those were games to behold. Whether it was at North Carolina or at Duke, they all had their strategies and the coaches participated in setting expectations of the fans in the stands about how they were to behave in support of the team, not in drawing down the opponent, not in saying or doing things that would distract from their team as they try to play their games, make their have their cheerleaders say cheers that would distract, but it many times bring attention in that distraction to the opposing team. No, it's all about us, us first. We cannot support each other if we don't support the team and its premises first. So clear expectations to fans in the stands to make sure that the message and the goals of success were clearly stated to those fans so that we can be accountable to our performance expectations as we do that. Coach is, um, is one of those coaches along with Coach K at Duke, University of Iowa, when Lute Olson was there and I had a chance to play for him, or Coach Schultz back in the day as well, were coaches that give me um, examples of the same thing that Coach, his departure, set in place with his teams, setting expectations and being accountable for what you, you have agreed to do. So it's not any secret, it's not surprise to you that if you agree to what I expect you to do, you are truly holding yourself accountable in the most foundational and functional way. So as I talk about that, um, let me uh, share with you some of the things that are, that are coming up. We've got some uh, great things happening all over the country. The uh, Final Four this weekend, the Dodgers are playing the Rockies again this evening at a 6.40 time, and there's games all over the country that are going on with baseball. But as we also finalize or get, get close to the finalization of the NBA season, that's coming up. I'm always curious to know what's, what's going to happen. NHL has also got a, a portion of their season going on. The Avalanche are in first place. Amazing. I believe they play the Ducks tonight, maybe. I, I'm not going to say for sure. I, I have to keep up on that. As I say that, I want to I want to showcase a little bit of the, the series that started last night with the with the LA Dodgers coming in town. Kershaw, Clayton Kershaw pitched yesterday. You know, it did it didn't seem like he was as airtight as he usually is. Could be the beginning of the season. The entire Rock Dodgers team seems to be a little off, and it, it kind of makes me wonder. Will they repeat? Now, it's the first weekend, for crying out loud. The opening day was yesterday. They're on the road. The Dodgers are on the road. 
Uh, Rockies are at the home home base. Great weather, great day. They for sure should be charged up. I expect today, despite the fact that Kershaw is not pitching today, ace pitcher, leadoff guy of the rotational five, uh, they're still going to compete today. I expect a little tighter competition from the Dodgers today. Bat should be active. It was the opening day splash, and the Rockies came out on top. And so that's important to note for us here. The Mountain States that the Rockies laid down the first win of the season. Um, it's the first weekend. A lot of things can change. Like at the Yankees, there was a lot of expectations for the Yankees coming forward. They made some changes. Even with those changes, those players, if they're any quality, like Sanchez is, he's going to be on it. The Yankees were wasteful in the trades. They, they gave up some people they shouldn't have, and they paid the price yesterday in a loss. But one weekend, like I said, does not make a season. I expect the Yankees, just like I expect the Mets to come through, I expect what are some other hopefuls. The Marlins, I mean, goodness, uh, down in in, uh, in Miami, they're doing some, they made some changes, and one of those was Derek Jeter. Derek has is, is risen up in the ranks of the executive levels at the Marlins and has made his uh, presence known. That could be behind the opening season positives with uh, the Marlins. But the bottom line is there's a lot of things going on in baseball. Keep your eye open for this weekend's movement to see who's really sincere about taking that positive and continue to extend it through their rhythm and pace. I'm hoping that the rhythm that the Rockies started yesterday continues today. We'll wait and see, won't we? But that being said, we're going to swing back to, to March Madness. But before I do that, let me just make sure that you're aware of what is important to us here at 360 Performance as we stream on KUHS Denver every week on a Friday at 11 o'clock Mountain Standard Time, that you're, you're looking at, got your eyes, five senses. We talk about our five senses. We're into the skill segment of our show. We're talking about the five senses. And when we talk about those five senses, there's environments that we're in and you have lots of noise. March Madness is going to have lots of noise, lots of excitement. Even though the fans in the stands have been diminished due to COVID, for our own protection, we want to be aware of what's going on around us in a way that if you go to a Houston Astros game in the state of Texas, Major League Baseball, those franchises are opening up to 100% attendance. The Rockies have about 40-some percent, so 20,000 plus in the stands. You're still going to make some noise. It's still going to be something you've got to pay attention to. But as you listen to that noise, don't let it distract what you see. There's a direct connection neurologically to what you see and what you hear. Too often when noises in stadiums get very, very high, vision tends not to see certain things. You don't pick up on things. In the football world, a coach I worked with reminds me, Coach McElwain, who reminded me that he would have a message to his quarterback. Make sure you throw the ball to the right color jersey. Well, when noises get high, get with the fans in the stands or the music, jumbotrons, any any number of things could happen. A quarterback could be a bit distracted and throw to the wrong color jersey. What they see could be diminished by from what they hear. So March Madness is, is one of those. Even though we have a, a diminished capacity of fans in the stands, there is still their presence. Players are looking for family. And we have some great games coming up with Gonzaga versus UCLA. They're first on the docket tomorrow uh, in Saturday's build of the two of the games. So we've got um, Gonzaga versus UCLA first. May the force be with both of them. And the force of the crowd in the rhythm that they're going to create through what we hear, you're going to see movement in that March Madness leading up to the championship game on Monday the 5th. This is the final four. May the force be with you. Is there going to be an upset? The Zags play at 5.14 Eastern Time, and for us that's about uh, 3 o'clock, 3.15 uh, here in, Mount, in the Mountain States. Are you expecting an upset? 
I, I am not. <laughs> I have to say, even though that UCLA has really, really stepped up their game in the last portion of the season, regular season as well as the playoffs, they have been on their mark, but so have the Zag. And, they, and it's, it's a maturity level. They've got a rhythm. If you, if you watch the Zags play, especially Kispert and Timmy, and they've got Suggs as their, their point guard out there in front, you're going to see just this, this very interesting dance of those five players. UCLA gets a little out of sync. What I want you to watch is when, they, when the two teams play, how the Zags take their pace and their rhythm, their, their beat, their methodic beat, and they apply it and push it at you. They don't wait for you to come at them. They take it to you. If there's any, any glitch in their rhythmical armor, it's that the pace of the game through, let's say it's a foul, and the referees have to go over and look at the, the film and see what's going on. Was it, was it an intentional hit and they have to change the pace? That can, that can linger. That affects any team, but in particular, that will take the Zags out of rhythm for themselves. So watch things like that. That makes it a little bit more interesting. When we're, we're sitting at home, we're not able to find ourselves in the arena. So take a look at that. But UCLA, they're very talented. They match up well. It, it, it's going to be a very competitive game. The, the speed up and down the court, both teams will be looking for their opportunities. That's why, uh, for me, as, as watching the, the, the game evolve and the puzzle pieces come together, I'm watching for rhythm that they can keep their pace up and down the floor for both teams. But the Zags, I think, will be in control of it and they'll take charge of it. Houston versus Baylor, boy, that's that's interesting. I'm not sure what that's going to be. It's going to be a competitive game. If Baylor's three-point shooter, that big kid, that 6'9 kid out there on the, on the boundary, can start knocking things down and consistently stick with it throughout the entire two halves, I'm gonna, I would pick Baylor. So that's the rhythm and the pace that I'm going to be interested in watching. If that kid gets his, his stroke going in the first half and the second half, and continues it, that's going to present some defensive challenges for Houston. And then if Houston amps that defensive game up and Baylor can keep the ball movement going, Baylor's going to make it happen. But if Houston's defense can shut them down and change their rhythm and let Houston get up and down the floor in their fast break game, it, it not only is it going to be competitive, but then it's going to tilt towards Houston. Uh, it's a, for me, it's a toss-up. It could go either way. Could go either way in that in that particular scenario. But in any case, listen and watch for what pace and rhythm is being applied in these games. In baseball, with opening day, for me, it's the rhythm, the dance, if you will, in baseball is shown through. If you're at the game watching pre-game warmups, how are the infielders warming up? Do they feel fluid? Do they look fluid? Watch the guys in the outfield running up, running up and down, getting warmed up. One of the players that I have worked with over the years is Curtis Granderson, who's since retired. But he was a consummate professional in getting his rhythm, getting his pace, in, in doing his running, doing his plyos and his yoga moves, in, in loosening up. Now, if you're watching on TV, we don't get to see all that. What you want to look for then is how those players, when they take a picture of the, of the field, watching what the players do. First baseman in particular, watching a first baseman stay stay in his place and stay in his rhythm. You know, he'll, you see him kick, him kick a bag, you know, pound their glove, uh, play with the dirt, that kind of stuff. Those are good signs of, of certain players and, and their behavior. The other piece of that with baseball that we get to see if we're watching on TV is watching the player at the plate. You know pitchers will get in their heads by the rhythm of where the ball is placed and that the pace of that, changing up the pace, working the count. Those are things that coaches want to make sure catchers 
are doing for their, their pitchers. Those are things in baseball that I watch. Professional basketball, pretty much the same as what you're going to be seeing with the NCAA basketball, but the end in mind comes in little pieces, beginning with, in baseball, the pitcher working that count. Their end in mind is to search ball positioning. With basketball, it's a matter of watching the point guards. As I mentioned a minute ago, Gonzaga's point guard, that guy, he, he's got a basketball mindset and basketball knowledge that is uh, it's ready for the pros, very much ready for the pros. And when he's working with, with teammates like Timmy and Kispert, those guys are bookends to their ability. It's like they can probably close their eyes and know where each other is at just by what they're hearing and getting, getting uh, stuck into that pace of their game. As I say that, the picture that comes up on the screen right now, Misty Copeland uh, and, and her excellent physique, physical skills that allow her to, to not miss a beat, to be fluid on the floor, to be powerful in that fluidity so that it looks effortless. But that's what the pros do. That's what the consummate professionals do with their physicality, that they bring it and it, when, when delivering it, it looks like the rhythm create a pace for delivering their excellence. And they do it without hesitation. And that's what's so beautiful about my example here is with dance, but you can see it in almost any sport, that rhythm. Maybe an exception might be auto drivers, you know, the race car drivers. But as I say that, I reflect, I think in my head about NAS, a National Hot Rod Association. Uh, when they go up and down the track, you know when the rhythm is right, when they've hit their accelerator and they've managed the, the clutch and it's, it's all in place and it's a clean run from A to B where the rhythm and pace really comes into play is when cylinders miss, nothing the driver can control, but when it misses, they got to adjust the throttle, adjust, adjust the brake, and keep it locked in. That's when, boy, their talent and skill really is shown. Even with dancing, an auto driver, a hot rod, uh, A to B, na uh, National Hot Rod Association driver can learn from watching a dancer and how to stay in control, keep your pace in the right place. And I, and I just realized as I'm sitting here, for those of you who are watching today and you see the screen behind me, I forgot the C in excellence in putting my, my slides together. But my point here on this particular slide with uh, uh, Misty Copeland is your physical preparation is a huge part of your ability to engage your five senses, that, that listening along with your vision. Once those are in, in alignment, you can engage your body, those muscles, those bones that connect to give you the ability to let your brain deliver through your body what you're thinking. If you don't have those connections, if the rhythm isn't right, you won't interject a pace that's delivering the excellence you want. So as I say that, um, I come back to my example earlier about stadium noise and how distracting it can be. Misunderstand me, I, I don't mean to say that you have to have a packed arena. I've talked to some coaches during the uh, NCAA tournaments, uh, now that they've been eliminated and we're now down to the final four. They said it was almost more challenging because there was some silence. Silence is uh, powerful. It can be a very distracting noise. When you've been used to a full arena with all the buzz and the hum that comes with fans in the stands and the, and the music from the Jumbotron or the announcer's voice, and now it's not there. That was an adjustment. That is an adjustment. Now, they've gone through it long enough now with the pandemic. They, they feel it, and it's part of the norm, but it took some adjusting time. Your communication with teammates is right there with you. You, he you can hear more audibly uh, what's going on. So silence, the other extreme, could be a distraction to your ability to perform. So you're, we're listening 
you're listening to 360 Performance on a Friday, 11 o'clock every Friday, Mountain Standard Time. When we talk about performance issues and those strategies and methods that will help you be engaged with the right stuff that creates a rhythm for you that's a familiar pace towards excellence. Our movement is not an uncommon thing towards those actions that result in the excellence you expect. That's why we practice so hard. We practice about setting a rhythm, a rhythm in place every day, the minute you wake up, acknowledging the fact that you are present in this moment, creating a mindset, an emotional balance from the beginning so that you can get into that tempo, get into that rhythm and that beat that's familiar to you. Well, what do you use to get that? What do you use to sustain that? Misty Copeland, she's a classic ballerina and there are certain sets of music that are very common to her routines. I wouldn't say that the prevalent music is hip-hop, not to say that she hasn't danced to hip-hop in a classical dance mode, ballet, but I would say more prevalent is more classic music, classical music, arias, operas of sorts that she would dance her primary type of dance, which is ballet, but not sliding her at all. It could be others. Finding your rhythm or what shows your pace that allows you to deliver your excellence is what I want to focus on. So what do you listen to? You're in the locker room. You're not a ballerina, or maybe you are, and you're sitting waiting to go on stage. Do you listen to music that's different than what's going to be in the arena of competition? and the challenges you're about ready to face. Now, it, it for me, uh, being around most of the major sports, and actually I think all of the major sports, I hear a lot about jazz, hip hop, rock and roll, heavy metal, you know, whatever the, whatever the popular genre of music is in the moment. And it's changed over time. But I'm asking you to think about this. Don't go with the status quo. That doesn't promote challenging your excellence and moving you to a higher level of output. What I am saying to you when it comes to music is pick the rhythms that align with the pace that helps you deliver your excellence. Here's what I mean. When I've gotten to know athletes over a period of time and we talk about the music they've listened to prior to my influence, I find out, oh, I've listened to this kind of music. Well, why is that? Well, that's what I like because that's what my dad listened to, my brothers listened to, my teammates have got me into it. And I'm not gonna question whether it's aligned with you or not. I'm just gonna ask you, is it? Does it get you to the position and posture that you wanna be at to deliver your excellence? Is the pace true to the rhythms that you've heard? Rhythm, music that you bring in, pace is yours that that rhythm creates. Now, one of the tests I use is to ask some of the players about do you dance? Do you tap your foot? Maybe you don't dance, but you, you demonstrate something that shows me the music is touching you. The rhythm has caused you to do something that represents a pace. Let me talk to you about basketball again for a minute. Obviously, I've watched University of Iowa and uh, Luca Garza and his teammates play a lot of games. That's my alma mater, my undergraduate alma mater. And I played basketball there. So I have more than just a casual knowledge and desire to follow them. If you watch any player for an, any amount of time, you're going to see there's a certain way they move. There's a certain way that very, almost a signature movement of Luca Garza from a defensive basket to the offensive basket. When he runs down the floor, I could count on him to be in a certain place on the middle of the floor. And he is mu very much aware of where the ball is. And then he'll change his body movement 
according to where the ball is. He'll become more aggressive and animated the closer he gets to the uh, lane as he runs down the court. His arms will do a certain thing. At a certain time, he's running down the floor. That's his pace to set him up for delivery of his excellence. Not only is he aware of that and practices it, but he's got to share that and communicate that to his teammates. Now they do that through practice, and I know from talking to the coaches, they talk about that and make sure that all the teammates, all that his teammates know what he looks like. What does his pace look like when he's in connection with that rhythm? So they can get him the ball. So they know how to help him when he's on defense, because he's got a rhythm and a pace for defense as well. You can see that with a Misty Copeland if you watch her dance. When she's dancing Swan Lake or she's dancing Nut the Nutcracker or any number of performances that she's done with a certain type of music. She practices those and gets into a rhythm within the music that's perfunctory. It's part of that delivery in the moves. But she's got her own uniqueness to that, her own athleticism and strength and fluidity that is unique to her, which is why people come to see her pace being delivered to the excellence that she can share. But it's all part of everybody's delivery of excellence, you have a pace that's created by a rhythm and a connection that you have formed for yourself. As I say that, I'm going to take a brief breath, maybe clear my throat again, sorry for that interruption, and remind you that if you go onto iTunes, you will find another great way to find where we stream here at KUHSDenver.com. Streaming is part of what we do all over the world now. This show we rebroadcast it and stream it to places like YouTube and Facebook Live like we're doing right now. But we also take that recording of today's show and put it out there as a podcast. Check us out. You could go on to anchor.fm and put in Lowell Whiteman 360 Performance, any one of those two, and find us on Spotify and iTunes with Apple or Google and, and listen to the show or recommend it to a friend about today's show talking about rhythm and pace. Or last week's show where we talked about, oh, the racist locker room. Or the locker room racist. Sorry, turn that around. Locker room racist. And the show before that was about freestyle skiing. skiing where we had uh, some great insights from our freestyle uh, mogul skiers up in Copper Mountain. You know, it's been, it's been really interesting dealing with my, the rehabilitation on my shoulder. We're going to have, uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, I, I tore my rotator cuff shoulder. I had a great time. Landed a great move, but uh, didn't finish the way I would have liked to. Had, resulting in a... Uh, a tear of two of my rotator cuffs on my uh, my left shoulder. I don't have the sling on because it's just it's difficult to maneuver the mic and everything here. But I will certainly put it on once I'm done. So check out our podcast on. Uh, you can go to Spotify if that's your prefer preferred place and just put in 360 Performance Podcast. You'll find us. The same thing with Apple and Google. Get involved. Uh, talk to us. Share your thoughts when you listen to our shows by coming back to 360Mindset.com and give us your thoughts about what you've what you've liked about the show, maybe what you didn't like, uh, or what you could share with us that we could give you more of. That would be uh, a great a piece uh, of information that we could help make better plans and take actions of the things that you want to see from us. But if you have more specific comments you'd like to make to us, check out our website at 360mindset.com. By all means, every Friday here at KUHS, we're streaming to you what we want to share on performance issues, bring insights about strategies and methods that make 
you better at being you. We're talking about rhythm and pace, and I want to ask you about music. Now you know we've got it. We've got it here. So we're streaming some great tunes here at KUHSDenver.com. Everything from Rod Stewart to Ariana Grande. It's a great place to be, and everything in between. Culturally significant music that creates rhythm and pace. So talk to me a little bit about. Share with me your thoughts about those different genres and which ones really drive you and get you pumped uh, before. You know, you're in the locker room, you're listening, you got your headphones on, you're getting into that place. I, I would, I'll tell my athletes to do visualization exercises to make sure that they're staying focused on, on those skill sets. And there's the place of the intersection between music that, that you create, find that rhythm that fits you, that's going to create that pace. As you're doing that, you're thinking about what do I need to do against this competitor? against this challenge. And for those athletes and performers that are, they're not on a team. You're a wrestler on a mat. You're a dancer on a stage. Those are individual efforts. Your, your competitor is yourself. The challenge is the delivery of those skills within that scenario of that music, that aria that you're dancing to and telling a story. It's that wrestler on the mat facing one opponent not worried about anybody but that one opponent. Or maybe you're a gymnast. Again, it's you being challenged by you to execute and land those moves. It's a skier, it's a snowboarder on the course in a half pipe. You've got a rhythm. So if you've been out on the win on the slopes during the winter sports seasons and then you've been watching any any Louis Vito, for example, um, Sean White, and any, and any others that you can think of. They have a style. I'm going to interchange the word style, for that's their pace. That's their unique profile created by a rhythm that they have going on in their head, and they're passing it through their body. When Sean White comes off the pipe and the deck and tries to get that air, you know there's a certain pace that he's creating coming down through that pipe and going to hit that wall and then go up off the deck, that air that he wants. That's all him. He's decided that. He's determined that. The same thing is true. Let's take a, a sport that you might not think about. It. Golf. Everybody has their own certain pace. Watch the golfer on the tee box and how they set up. They're creating a rhythm in their head that's going to create this pace of swing and delivery through the ball and movement of legs and hips and shoulders to execute a certain trajectory of that ball down the course. We all have a rhythm that we get in our head to create a pace that's unique to us to deliver that excellence. Harder to see in sports like golf. What? What do you mean? Rhythm. Pace. What? Yes. It's not, it's not an unknown that's hard to understand, especially by the golfer. If you have an opportunity to talk to any athlete, ask them about what music do you listen to? Is it classical? Is it jazz? Is it hip-hop? Is it rock and roll? Is it R&B? Is it reggae? Is it Zydeco? All of those are favorites of mine. I have a lot of different rhythms that I use that will get, to, get me to my pace. Some of them are rhythms that you have to have in certain situations to get you into that connected space with that pace. I'm going to come back to the use of music in not as competitive of situations. Like for example, when I was watching the film, the televised uh, broadcast of the procession of the first responders on their way to the funeral service for Eric Talley. Obviously, first responder, they drove his uh, squad car, his uh, SUV at the lead, and then there was the, the hearse that carried him in the casket, and then the limousines of the family before, in, in advance to all of those many, many first responders, squad cars, EMS, uh, ambulances, motorcycle cops. Heck, even along the procession, there were 
mounted first responders along the procession. As that film was being shown, I noticed a lot of earbuds and headphones in ears. Now, you could be listening possibly to the broadcast. I'm going to take it for today's show from the standpoint of rhythm and pace that you're listening to music. You're listening to your favorite songs. Maybe you're even close enough to Eric Talley that you knew some songs and some music that he listened to, and you were playing those. So that that rhythm, that musicality, could create the pace in you for you to be able to manage those emotions inside of you and continue to honor at the highest level of excellence the memory of Eric Talley. So you see, you can use rhythms to create a personal pace for you to deal with all different kinds of situations. I hope you'll take away from today a thought, the thought I'm giving you is that look at your music list. Look at that library of music that you have in your phone or on your computers. That song list matches certain scenarios for you. Like for me, I have a song list for swimming. I have a song list for snowboarding. I have a song list just for hanging out at my desk typing so I don't get distracted. I stay focused on my writing. I have a number of different song lists. I have Tchaikovsky only, all classical and all Tchaikovsky because that rhythm creates a pace for me that is unique to me being creative, to get me thinking beyond and outside the box. Tchaikovsky does that. I have some other rhythms that I put into playlists on Spotify that are unique to certain moments and times of the year. Can you guess? They're classics. Holiday time, of course. Easter. Do you have an Easter song list? Do you play a certain bonnet song? For some reason, Easter's got music related to what we wear. My Easter bonnet, come on, you know what I'm talking about. Are there any songs about chocolate Easter bunny egg? Maybe not. I don't know. But you know what I'm talking about. It's a rhythm. We associate it with a certain pace of the season. Springtime, perhaps. Your music changes. Easter, obviously. There's Easter music. It's Good Friday, by the way, today. I hope everybody's having a great Friday. So as I say that, please think about the rhythms, the music. That's what I'm using. I'm using the word rhythm to talk about music. So pick the music that helps you to rise up with a pace of movement and actions that represents delivering your excellence in that moment. Those are important things to be aware of. I don't think many people are as aware of it as they should be. My athletes, my executives that I work with, I talk about it all the time because it's essential. And being aware of when you need to change that rhythm to align with the pace that works for you. For example, rock and roll and country music are kind of in the same place for me. They've got certain beats, that 4-4 uh, time, um, and then there's the, the Hispanic riff, the, the th there are three beats per measure um, that really get me going for certain other things. But country and eh, rock and roll, country rock and roll and some heavy metal, uh, depends on the type, will, will get me to the same place. That's me, amping me up. I gotta get charged up. I gotta be confident. I'll listen to that kind of music when I'm gonna be a keynote speaker uh, to get me energized. But at the same time I do that, I'll mix in a, a little jazz that's got some good, strong bass beats because I need to pace myself. I don't want to get in too much of a hurry, but my outline, if I when, I when I practice my outline, I'll have certain reference points to certain music so I'll remember on a certain thing in my agenda that I'm speaking about, Oh, I'll get it really paced up, and then I'll pop, and I'll slow down and pace it, and I'll pop something hard. That's where rhythm delivers the pace so that you can have that excellence in that delivery. And that's an example about speaking. I'll come back to basketball and point guard. I was a point guard. In baseball, I was a catcher uh, and an infielder. So in those moments, for those sports, there's certain music, <clears throat> based on the com competition we're facing, that I'll look for certain things based on what we 
in our film a analysis of those teams. And I want to make sure I'm listening to the music in the locker room that's going to get me into that headspace and create those visual things. And I'll go, oh, number five's guarding me. This is when I'm going to start getting this head swagger. You know, my dribbling is going to be at a certain pace because of the rhythms of the music. I have even thought about and, and felt myself hearing that music in those moments because I practiced it that way. Here's where coaches and I have a, a, a separation. We're not intersecting on this. There are still coaches out there that will refuse to let music be listened to during practice. You're finding that changing. If you look at any of the Sweet 16, Elite 8, and now Final Four, you're going to see UCLA players, if they show any pregame warm-ups, they've got earbuds in their ears. Back in the day, maybe even still today on some teams, coaches won't let them do that. Don't. Don't do that. You will have some players that don't want to do that because they did it in the locker room. They want to practice the pace in the warm-up. They've got the rhythm. They want to practice the pace. Other players, different learners, need to have that reinforcement of that rhythm during the warm-up time. Come on, guys, open the door. Be vulnerable. Try something new. Let it happen. Practice it. If you get the results, let it continue. That's real-time experience of letting rhythm be part of the process of preparing so that they get the pace in. It's not going to have to be thought about. It just happens. Like the Nike saying says, just do it. That's rhythm and pace. That's today's theme. We're streaming every Friday at 5, or five o'clock. Maybe it's a Freudian slip. I want it to be 5 o'clock. At 11 o'clock a.m. MST, Mountain Standard Time. We're making it happen. A little less than 10 minutes left in the show today. I want to make sure I say my gratitude at this point. I am so grateful for the opportunity to be in this space. If you know of any businesses that want yours truly to promote their business, to give them the rhythm with a pace that they can deliver through me, the excellence of their image and their brand, let me know. I would love to have you as a sponsor of my show here for uh, KUHS and uh, all of our great and wonderful music platforms that we put out there all across the world as we stream for you, as well as our great shows. We're going to have Nikki Burnett with us here in a, in a few weeks on the show to talk about uh, nutritional influences of uh, healing <laughs> and getting you back to the place you need to be. We're going to bring back Erin Morin. Erin Morin is a nurse practitioner, family nurse practitioner. She's going to uh, talk to us about, remember, getting, getting close to summertime. Uh, it, for some of us, the schools, you're, you're at home anyway. It's already very active. So we're going to talk about, you know, those bumps and bruises that come from being active when good weather is here, uh, doing your thing. Hopefully not injury. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm, I'm hap happy to share with you I'm doing great, and I'm grateful for that as well. So thank you so much for being part of our, our family here at uh, KUHSDenver.com. And um, like I said, if you have any businesses out there that are looking for a fresh new way of talking about their rhythm, their pace, and delivering the excellence that those components bring to the table. All right, so let's, let's talk a little bit more about what the future brings for Coming out of COVID, you know, it's, man, I can't tell you how excited I am for just being out and about. I, I've got my card. Uh, and there's a recommendation for you. I'll bring out my phone a little bit. Put your, if you get your two vaccines or a single vaccine, if you do the J&J &J, uh, inoculation, if you have that done, put a picture of your card, your vaccine card on your phone. There's nothing formal right now about what's going on. It's coming. I believe it's coming. It could be an airline flight. You're going to need to show did you get your vaccine? Heck, it could be in a restaurant. So that you could sit in a certain place, part of the restaurant where everybody else in those sections of that restaurant are all vaccinated. Um, because 
even though you're vaccinated, you are not immune, despite what some leadership have said. You're not immune. What you are is inoculated, but you might carry the, vac the virus with you and could give it to somebody else. That's why you wear a mask around people who haven't been, va who haven't been vaccinated or have immune issues. But I go into a restaurant, if I have my card and the restaurant's got a system for it, maybe they'll give me a gold star. Talk to a uh, CEO of a hospital in, um, in Missouri um, at uh, Bothwell uh, Health, Regional Health Centers, and they, they're, they're doing this in their hospital. They're giving people gold stars so that they know, oh, that, those people with gold stars in the cafeteria at the hospital, they've all been inoculated. I can go sit with them without having to wear my mask. That's science. That's the realities of it. But not everybody's thinking about that. That is also a rhythm and a pace that helps us. So let's make sure that we're, we're thinking it through those strategies and letting the science be our guide as to what's going on. But if you're not sure, wear a mask. Practice six feet social distancing. Wash your hands. Put that stuff on there. And here's where I'm going to tell you that get the great and wonderful products from Avcare. Their antibacterial lotion is as well as free. Go to um, Avcare, that's A-V-K-A-R-E.com, Avcare.com, and, and go to the store and get that, get that wonderful waltz-free antibacterial germicidal hand lotion, not alcohol-based, not going to crack your hands, your fingers won't bleed. By all means, give it, a, give it a look and check it out. Okay, so enough of that commercialization, right? One of the things that the, the show's theme today was to talk about was music and the importance of those rhythms in aligning with who you are so that you've got another tool to activate that pace in you to get jumping on delivering your excellence through that pace. Well, uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have uh, some singer-songwriters on with me to take this topic and move it to the next level. And we're going to talk about certain rhythms and pace and entertain you as well that help you. The theme for me is going to be about uh, intersecting the nutritional insights that Nikki Burnett's going to give us along with today's show and bring some great new artists into the show to talk about and to perform for us some country music, some different riffs. There's some things going on in country music these days that sometimes I think it's like R&B or it's country rock. I don't know what to call it. Are we getting new genres? Am I so old I'm not into it enough? I don't know. I want to make sure that you all understand what we're doing here at KUHS Denver, streaming on, constantly streaming on, but also keeping you informed through 360 performance about performance changes. There's a lot of stuff out there changing that you need to be aware of, and one of them is about music. We'll be bringing that to you in the days and weeks to come about uh, different, different beats that are being combined you know, we're combining. Um, the other day I was listening to a country singer and they bought, put some, uh, some reggae rhythms and backbeats in there that were definitely reggae or some old, old school big band kind of riffs that had a, a salsa-like feel to it. I'm going, what? How do you do that? And, and, write, and write lyrics to it. Well, those are rhythms that create a pace. So if you're trying today, in today's show, I'm asking you to find those rhythms that music that meets you, that finds you and intersects with you so that your pace can align up with what you want to deliver, that skill that's going to deliver. Does that skill have a solid, hard downbeat and then riffs off into a classical, smooth, rhythmic process and then, then softens down into a jazz uh, beat as well? Mm -hmm. Whatever it is that takes to get you to perform at your best, 
with the pace that makes it unique to you, that's what we're looking for. That's what the purpose of today's show is all about. If you have something to share with us, by all means do. Go to 360 Mindset, 360, that's the number, 360mindset.com, and give us a note. Share with us. Now, as I say that, remember that we're, our podcast, today's show, is, is streaming out there through KUHS on the different platforms we, we, uh, we stream to. But then if you, oh, man, what, what did Coach say? I can't remember what he said. Go to Spotify and, and check out 360 Performance. You'll find our podcast. Go to iTunes and Apple and their Apple Podcasts. You'll find us there as well. And then you'll also find us on Google. Do that as well. Look, at, we're getting close to the end. Um, once again, I'm so pleased to be here and share with you what we've had to share. It's always a great opportunity to be here at KUHS. Have a great day today. Enjoy the weather. It's going to be wonderful out there, in, at least in Colorado. Check out a baseball game. It's the opening season, opening, of, opening days of the season, 21. Uh, we're in a second day of, of that. So take in some baseball and enjoy yourself. Have a great day today.